0: Live at the Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar inside Treasure Island, it's Colefield and Company. Yeah.
1: Five o'clock hour, Friday, 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 Friday. Willie Ramirez is here with us. Adam Hill is going to hit the road, but we've got some great conversations that uh, Adam fetched earlier in the day from down on Radio Row. All of our coverage down there brought to you by Spearman Rhino and Subaru of Las Vegas. Spearman Rhino, another great place to watch the big game. Free cover for locals, so that means nothing. Free to get in. Free buffet. Prize giveaways. $100 bottles are available. Beer and liquor specials. Again, it's free to get in. It's the great Spearmint Rhino. Willie, Adam is leaving early because this is um, par for the course with Adam Hill. The, The crew over on Raider Nation Radio 920, Q Myers and others, Uh, drove down and q drove he's got a big truck and adam was very nervous because he's driving back a little he he didn't want to ask them to wait around for him another 45 minutes so it's it's, they could drive him home
2: well it's it's not a truck it's a luxury suv number one number two um it's very gracious of adam to do so with that crew but I, i i have to believe that if like if he was on the air with us and his RJ crew was down there, he'd tell them, you're going to have to wait.
1: Possibly. Yeah, possibly. He's afraid afraid to lean into anyone for favors. Uh, He and Von Tobel yesterday at the end of the show were talking about finding a Super Bowl party, and Adam went on and on and on that it is wrong to call in favors with friends, and in this case they were talking about Guys who run sports books, it was wrong to call in favors and try to get into one of their Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl parties. That's not the week that you call in favors. I'm like, why, why? So he, he like basically guilted Von Tobel into not calling anyone. Like John wants to, John wants to lean on someone to get a hookup, and Adam's like, no, you can't do that. Not not during a busy week. Do it on a random Wednesday. I'm
2: like, what? I'm a little torn on how to answer this one, so I'm just going. to – Well, I mean. I was approached and, and I and, and I didn't really lean on somebody I just made a suggestion and it was supposed, supposed it was it was somewhat going to be a little bit of a barter and I was somewhat shamed in suggesting what I should get out of it and, and so uh, I mean some people are going to wield their power and, and sort of make you feel guilty for asking for something, especially if, if they're asking you for something. but there are some that I think that you can depend on. I, I, I don't think that it's a big deal, especially, you know, with what you do for, for certain people all season long. I, it just depends, really, on the situation and if they're hard-pressed and if they got people to answer to. Um, you know, and, and and here's the thing. If they were discussing this yesterday, on Thursday, three days before the game, yep. uh, yeah, that might be a little tight. It might be a little tough.
1: So Well, John blew it by waiting, and Adam just loves to wait. Um, Adam still has not decided with his crew where they're going. I'm like, I, I don't get it, man. This is, this is the kind of thing you, you plan months out. Why are you waiting until the last minute? I
2: don't know. I'm not part of any crew. I don't have a crew. It's me and Kalua on, on Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Who are you picking in the game?
2: I've been toying with this, Steve. From a from a non betting standpoint, if I have to, um, I think the Eagles are going to come out swinging and dominate the first half. But I think the experience of Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, I'm going against my computer program, um, which has Philly Ooh. winning by two and has been spot on for the past four or five years. I think. I also think that this is a Philadelphia team that, because the NFC is somewhat of a weaker conference than the AFC. I think Philly has a chance to really dominate in the NFC, considering how good Jalen Hurts is, considering Nick Sirianni is at the beginning of his, you know, I mean, he, he can be there for a long time. Him and Jalen Hurts can grow old together, if you will, with this franchise. I think Mahomes and Reed need to get it done. I don't know how long they're going to last. I think this is a team that everybody doubted. You, me, everybody. Well, I think you were one of the few that picked the Chiefs to win the AFC West, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. yes. My, you were one of my, the ones My, the my be-
1: mistake and my prediction yeah. was predicting that the receivers – who were new to the organization, would be just fine. And they were good, but they certainly weren't Tyreek Hill.
2: No, but Pat Mahomes was outstanding, and Andy Reid coached his ass off, and this team defied the odds in doing what it did. Nobody expected, I say nobody, 85%. Everybody thought this was the year of the Chargers. Everybody thought the AFC West was going to be absolutely incredible. It wasn't. So I just think that they're going to go, you know, that they realize it's it's not the end, but it's nearing the end. This is their third trip to the Super Bowl in four years, so there's a lot of experience in how to adjust after halftime. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I'm 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 very leery as to what I, I understand why the computer program picked what it picked. I understand what my variables are in the spreadsheet program, and I understand why it did. I love the under. I love the Eagles in the first half. And I love the Chiefs on the money line.
1: Well, I'll come back with I don't think this is the – okay, there's pressure on the Chiefs because they have the biggest name, quarterback. They keep reaching the Super Bowl. You know, you're trying to catch legends of the game if you're Mahomes. Um, That said, I do think the Chiefs can go to eight, nine, ten Super Bowls. That's how good Mahomes is. And Andy Reid won't be around for the second half of this run. But this organization is so good, and they retool through the draft and with free agents – that I think they're going to be a juggernaut, even if, you know, when Mahomes is making 52, you know, 55, 60. He'll be at the top of the pay scale. and I'm still confident they can put together great teams. I think they have a coaching advantage. I'm not saying Sirianni is overrated, but I don't think we know everything about Nick Sirianni. As you said earlier, their path was a lot different than the Chiefs' path. The AFC depth and playoff depth is a lot better than the NFC's. I think the Eagles were really good, but I I see a grind-out game. And you were mentioning earlier, does Mahomes have to play well for the Chiefs to win the game? I think he has to make some big plays, but I think it's going to be a grinder game with a lot of field goals. They may move it, but it's going to, it'll test the total. So I could see it being you 28-24, know, but I could also see a bunch of those touchdowns turn into field goals, and it goes a little bit under. But I think it's a close game, and I think Mahomes is the one who's going to make a couple of big plays, and Andy Reid will pick the spots to be aggressive.
2: I uh, When I said sort of nearing the end, what I guess what I should have clarified is that, number one, we both discussed this and you just reiterated that Andy Reid won't be there for the second half of Mahomes' career. And, yes, they're capable, but the reason I think it's tougher for Chiefs to keep doing what they're doing is the AFC, like you just said, is getting better, whereas that's just it. They, they You know, the Bengals, the Bills, the teams that are building – I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Denver and Sean Payton and Russell, I mean, who knows if he breathes life into into Russell Wilson? We don't know. Who knows what happens with the Chargers? So I mean, the AFC right off the top, you could think about it is I think it's a it's more stacked. It's a good shoot. So touche. that's why that's why I think yeah. that the Chiefs are, you know, will have a tougher path to keep doing what they're doing.
1: I get it. Yeah, that is a good point. If the quarterback the um, the quarterback depth is five or six, you know, borderline superstars or superstars, it's going to be a tough path. Every year for the Chiefs. So Adam Hill just a little while ago caught up with uh, one of the dudes from the Pat McAfee show, a former NFL linebacker in A.J. Hawk was geeking out a little bit, talking about that show and some of the cool things they do. They got into um, Aaron Rodgers and going into whatever dark room he's going into. But uh, that show's very interesting because it's all very light. But A.J. Hawk is kind of a serious guy. And Adam started out the conversation asking, like, do you actually have fun on that show?
3: Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I was just talking to some guys over there. I never thought I was going to do anything with the media. Early on in my career, What last four or five years I was in the league, I knew I wanted to do something with broadcasting, but no, I'm naturally – I'm fine being quiet. Like, I'm fine not speaking. Like, that's like – I have no problem being by myself, being alone, not talking. Like, I don't need a camera or mic. Pat doesn't either, actually. He's just so good on it. <laughs> he's just so good at it. And he's natural with what he does. But I think my personality is more just a. that's why I have the perfect – It's. So I've slid into the perfect role there because I can kind of hang out and just speak as much or as little as I want, really, as the show goes and what we do. But I, yeah, I definitely speak way more now than I ever thought I would. I have teachers and stuff that have reached out to me over the last couple years and be like, man, I never, I see you on there. I see clips from the show and I just can't believe that's you because I never heard you talk before.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that is AJ Hawk that's talking to us right yeah. now. You can hear his voice. Uh, you look just the your ability to jab and to just. <laughs> Poke at people, but not break. Not like, break, as in no, not like smile like, and laugh. Yeah, you're like you're going, and you're like, wait, he's crushing this dude, just going after him, and you're just, it's like you're dead serious, but it's so funny. Is wow. that always been what? How you've kind of been? You're, you're obviously you, you love to go at guys, like you like to you know, yeah, to maybe break a little bit. I guess
3: so. I just never. Sometimes I don't know if I'm serious or not. That's the thing. <laughs> I think that's why I may not be laughing because sometimes I'm not. People said like, well, ask me, are you, were you serious? I'm like, you know. I'm not really sure. Maybe part of that was serious, but no. I yeah. That's what, like, I actually noticed something. I, I was talking to my wife one time about it. I said people that – it's different now with I do the show, but people that don't know me think I'm serious all the time. Right. And people that know me think I've never been serious. <laughs> like, my brother will say that. Like, if I – different things like is Is Laura – and is my wife. Is Laura okay that, like, she knows that AJ is never serious? Like, right. She, right. I guess I'm just naturally very sarcastic and always – whatever and I've, I've learned a lot about myself doing the show honestly
4: so you i mean you are you are really enjoying this right i, mean, I love it is, it's, i it's mean great.
3: yeah like i feel I like you guys
4: first of all i feel you're it's not an insult i'm saying i don't think you guys are working like it's not a job. yeah it's oh not def- job.
3: definitely not a job and it's for me it's it yeah when i fill out stuff i got four little kids man like i i gotta fill out my employer my employer pmi pat mcafee <laughs> uh enterprise whatever, pat mcafee inc and i um even though it is technically a job, it's I've never viewed it as that. I like I, I have to miss shows every once in a while for like games or vacations for my kids or whatever we're doing, and I miss it. Like I don't, I don't like missing a show ever, even though I do. And the good boys try to give me a hard time, act like I'm never there.
4: What What was it like for you actually hosting when Pat's gone? You oh, it's good. Host. Yeah, like every
3: Friday during the season, I'll drive down. I would drive to, over to Indy and host. Uh, he would join the show for about an hour uh, from the game day set. It's definitely different for yeah. sure, and for me. A different like it was awesome a great yeah. experience for me because I love anything that puts me out of like my normal comfort zone or what I'm used to I think I know as a human like makes you better and I think if I'm going to do something I want to be good at it I don't want to ever <laughs> mail it in so even though it might be like yeah sometimes it's a lot and I'm not naturally like it's not it's not exactly me to be the person to want to get out front and run the show and do all that. But because of the boys and because of Pat and how they are, they make it easy, make it fun.
4: Are you good with these settings? You're out – I mean, it's not public. No. It's the media folks. But I don't feel like you'd love just, like, everybody Uh, running up to you. I get um, –
3: what do you call it? I learned the term through my kids. Um, Social anxiety? No, I don't have social anxiety, (laughs) but I get overstimulated. Okay. I can be overstimulated where I'm like, man, I just – like, yeah, like I know some people who – it's just how your personality. I know some people who always want to bring every hey, if they're going somewhere they want they're with fifteen people. They always have a crew. They wanna always be around people. They don't ever want everyone to go sit in their hotel room. Sure. I, I enjoy people a lot, but I have no problem being by myself in a hotel room or wherever I'm at and we're yeah, so like I I kinda of mix both worlds actually.
4: I'm gonna phrase this question very specifically. Are Raiders fans going to love having Aaron Rodgers on the show next year? <laughs>
3: Man, I hope he's in Green Bay. I hope the pack, I hope everything happens and he stays in Green Bay. But if for some reason Aaron's with the the Raiders, I would say they'd be very excited. Will he? Don't fly? you? Will he play? I think he'll play. Why would he retire? He's too good.
4: I don't know that four days, man. He's going in the dark for four Oof. days. Anything can happen.
3: Good things better happen because we've really taught. We've really that thing's blown up, hasn't it? <laughs> this this four day trip has really had a, has a life of its own. I feel like so he's going to really. He better get something beneficial out of these four days.
4: You going at him about smuggling things in <laughs>
3: we're supposed that's to talk tremendous. to him tuesday we're supposed to talk to him tuesday before he goes in and i have i mean i have so many questions like how, you take showers in the dark like what do you, well, how's it work so how i don't
4: know, it? i don't know if it if, do you know where it is because i feel like no. i know where it is i don't know
3: do you know where it is i feel it? like i do where? i found it i haven't asked him specifically i think there's a couple spots yeah I, f- I found
4: one that's like really like really we found cool. some uh, yeah cool. we've one looked at guatemala up some-
3: yeah, I don't know if he's going, I don't know where he's going, I haven't asked him, he probably won't tell me now. No,
4: I don't, I don't want, I don't want to know, I, I just think... I the mean, you can in, find that, well, I guess it is. one in Guatemala looks awesome.
3: Does it? Okay, yeah. we saw, we pulled one up on the show that does not look awesome. It okay. looks like a concrete TP.
4: Well, when I say awesome, I mean, like, terrifying and dark yeah. and scary, but is there's like a, like there? a, that's a good question, too. I, I couldn't last three hours without my phone. Well, like,
3: so. yeah, where's, there's gotta be a bathroom, is there a shower?
4: All, all great questions. What
3: happens? Are they filming you? They have to be monitoring you somehow. It's
4: dark. They can't be infrared. Infrared. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm thinking. Though, do you,
3: you have to monitor him just for his health? It's like an old hippie couple. Not old, oh, actually, middle
4: aged Like they, 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 exactly the people you think would run a dark room. Really? It's them.
3: Maybe we should try
4: it. I. So I. I pitched. Have you it. done it? No, I pitched it to my editors to say, "Hey, look, I. If Aaron Rodgers comes here, yeah. I need to experience what he experienced. Oh, I need to man. go to Guatemala. Do
3: it. I can't last." What if you did two days?
4: That's not the real experience, right? I mean, I think the third two days, days would be you,
3: pretty know, terrible still. Yeah, but the third day is where you get, like, <laughs> is it? crazy. So then what happens if, oh, let's say the first two days, they are like, oh, you're going to struggle maybe, it's going to be tough. But then those last, like, 40 hours, it's really gonna a breakthrough and it's going to change your life. What if all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're going into your fourth day and you're still losing your but mind? But the
4: problem is you don't even know how long you've been in there. I know. So you're like, I might be an hour problem left. The problem is what if 12? they
3: lock the door?
4: I'm out. I'm I'm freaking out thinking about it. What if all of a
3: sudden you just you're sitting there and Aaron wakes up one day and the third day and he hears hears the latch go and then he's like, oh no, and the door's locked.
4: You're freaking me out right now. Um, Back to the Rogers thing to to the Raiders. I will say one thing. You you want him a Green Bay? I understand that. Aaron and Devontae being back together would be. We need to see that. Raiders fans
3: have to love Devontae, don't they? Of course. The guy's an absolute monster. Of course. He's so good.
4: He's insane. Like you watch him at practice. You're just like wow. he's big he's
3: bigger than people think
4: yeah. i in for
3: how he moves he's special like i knew he's special from day one when he got in green bay i was there with him early on and how his confidence how he starts and stop who catches yeah. the ball and like he just has a, such a sense of his, where defenders are and his oh, hands man.
4: are ridiculous yeah. It's yeah aaron obviously
3: loves throwing the ball to him yeah
4: for sure well we will take up to wish now we so appreciate you stopping by and uh, and keep doing great on the show uh any, any other projects coming up? I mean, you're on there all the time. So Pat No, we, no.
3: you know, this is like the culmination celebration of the year, the Super Bowl week here at Radio Row, Media Row, as they call it now. But, you know, good luck to you and your uh, four days of darkness. We do
4: apologize for the banners blocking. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah we were trying to flip our cameras we around there. We loved the – get uh, it. You got to have – No,
4: but I look, I would have taken them down if I knew earlier.
1: Yeah, that was one of the storylines of the week, Willie, that uh, the McAfee show – had this giant set, and it was behind where we were set up, and are still set up. And Q Myers did the setup, and the Raiders were there. So there's a bunch of big Raiders banners up, and it blocked. They have this special camera that can zoom in all around the media center, uh-huh. and it blocked them. And uh, Adam is talking about I mean, You could tell he's really geeking out when he's speaking to AJ Hawk, uh, part of the McAfee show. And Adam <laughs> says at the end, "I would have torn him down. No, you wouldn't have. Right. No, you wouldn't. Chew. I- Q. Meyer set that up. I <laughs> he's the Bucks. He's the Bucks. Your... They were staying up. JT the Brick was involved in it. They weren't taking him down.
2: Yeah, no. I retweeted your video earlier in the week when you said uh, there, there's some grumpy or so. You said something. Eh? So, some grizzled people or something. Some some whatever. They, you, were, they, what, what, they were grousing. They grousing. Were grousing. That's it. Because it what good. would happen
1: is McAfee's respectful and he's like, no, you know, big time setup. I respect him. And then he'd have you know he has these uh, these sidekick guys and they're like, take the effing batters down. Come over and take him down. See what see what cue. And then, uh, as Demond. I was calling him all week, you remember Ivan Putski from uh, yeah. WWE? Yeah. Right? I, like, Damon is black Putski. Right. Because Ivan Putski was Polish power. And Ivan Putski was probably, I don't know, 5'8 and, like, 250 pounds. Completely roided up. I'm not saying Demon is roided up. But Demon is a shorter guy. He's as wide as he is tall. Like, pull out the guns. And let's go take down the banners. Uh, not not McAfee because we like him, but some of the other guys were like, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, we got to ask to take it down."
2: No one's taking it down. Would they have been? It could have been like if you were standing there with Demon and Q wasn't around, right? And they walked up, and you would, and it would have been like the Dudley Boys, and you would have slammed Demon in the chest and said, "Demon, get know. the <laughs> tables." And you, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I would I would have pushed Demon
1: into the fight, and I would have stood off to the side and. and uh, just kind of stir the pot and egg them on.
2: Because that was Bubba and Devon, the Dudley yeah. brothers. So, yeah. Love those guys. No, but uh, I saw the setup, and that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, they're, they're I get it. They're, they're the big setup, but you know what? Uh, everybody, it's, it's who eats its own, and that's the way it's set up. That's the way it goes.
1: Coming up next, we uh, talked to a former Raider, and Shelby Harris has gone on to have a really nice career with the Broncos, most recently with the Seahawks.
0: Coalfield and Company, live on Radio Row, is brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas at the 215 and Rainbow. Hanging at Radio Row in Arizona, it's Cofield and Company.
1: Yeah, tons of football conversations all week long brought to you by Spearman Rhino and Subaru of Las Vegas, former Raider, Ben Bronco and now Seahawks Shelby Harris joined Adam Hill just a little while ago to talk some football and what's going on with him and the hopes for next year as they started off the conversation uh, saying maybe you play in a Super Bowl next year with the Seahawks.
5: Yeah, that's the goal. Honestly, it's, uh, you know, I went to the playoffs for the first time this year, so yeah. uh, you know, it's only up from here. <laughs> you know, that's the way I look at it. It's only up from there. What was that
4: experience like? I mean, it, does it feel different? I've talked to some players that said like playoff games are just football, and the other players say like you feel it when you walk on the field.
5: Uh, no, it's just football. But at the end of the day, though, you could, you definitely could feel the sense of urgency. You can feel that every play mattered more because at the end of the day, one play could be your season. And, you know, it, it, even if you're talking about the playoff game, you know, we went to that, uh, we went to that game against the 49ers. We were up at half. And then obviously we fizzled out in the second half. But it just shows you, you know, how quick things can change. And you have to, you know, you really have to be on your stuff during the, uh, during the playoffs. Do you wish that they wouldn't have had a quarterback against you? Um, no, because at the end of the day, you know, when you, when you go to the playoffs, you want to you play the best. You want to you beat the best. And, and I, that's how you solidify yourself as the best.
4: So, you know, we want, we want them at their best. How much did it kind of galvanize you and drive you guys this year? Like, before the season, people said, you're trying to lose every game. You don't want to win a game. You're trying to lose every game. You guys had to hear that. How much did you talk about that? How much did it drive you?
5: Uh, you know, it's funny because everyone literally, yeah, you have people who didn't expect us to win one game. There's people that expect us to win two or three. Um, somebody literally had to get the, um, a Seahawk shaved into their head because we made the playoffs. and Nobody truly expected it. And... And, and that's the thing, though, is I always feel like, you know, especially when it comes to media and stuff, it's, it's not necessarily people doing their own research. It's everyone just jumping on what someone else just said. Yeah. And, um, and I, I feel like that showed uh, this year. And obviously, you know, Gino went out there and he played better than what anyone expected. And, and you know, he went out there and earned himself an extension. And it's just if you looked at the roster, though, I feel like the media got lazy. It's all Russell Wilson's leaving. They lo- they're going to lose. Look at the roster. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, like we get paid too. Everyone else well, gets paid too. Like you know, it's talent. To that point, though,
4: I think people just say, "Hey, there's players there," but it's Geno Smith. That's what people say, yeah, right? Everybody real. said that. Like how, how surprised were you guys by what he did?
5: Uh, you know, I would say this because I was with Geno with the Jets for a minute. I honestly would say I feel like he just truly needed a real shot, and then after what he kind of showed last year, when after Russ got hurt and coming in and. And, you know, kind of winning some, winning a couple games and, you know, keeping the team afloat. People were like, oh, well, maybe we could give him a shot. And then when he really, you know, got his shot, he took off. And it's just, uh, it's easy in the NFL after one or two good years to put somebody on the back burner and assume they're not going to be anything. We see it all the time in the NFL. First-round draft picks can get in cut and benched after a year or two. Uh, and then, or people literally just not having patience to work with somebody. Uh, you know,
4: Gino was... You know, Gino went and bet on himself, and, you know, it seems like he won. How good does it feel for you guys to see him, not not only for the team, right? I mean, obviously for the team, it's great. You guys got to the playoffs because of how he played, but how rewarding is it to personally him get the accolades he got this year?
5: Man, I, I really feel like he deserves it because, you know, honestly, everyone always knows, you know, we talk about Gino, we talk about the Jets thing, you talk about the fight, we talk about, you know, but let's talk about the good stuff now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about, you know, the comeback play of the year. Let's talk about the pro bowler. Let's talk about, you know, somebody who, Literally in the span of you know of, of four or five months, changed the trajectory of the, his career. And you know what I mean so, you know let's talk about how you know the guy who went out there and just earned, you know everything he's he's going to get. So, you know you, that's what that's the thing though is you talk about Gino, you talk about the whole team is behind him. Everybody loves Gino because you are, everyone loves you know somebody who has to work and earn earn
4: what they get, and you know he did it. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I saw DK did an interview earlier today, and uh, I guess he was asked kind of about just what do you think about the team's future. And his response was, "Pay Gino." Yeah. That, that, like that was his, for somebody else to go to bat for somebody else's check. It says a lot about what's going on in the locker. No, one hundred percent. Pay that man exactly what he deserves. No, not a penny less. Uh, you know that man's been
5: through you know so much garbage in the league. Just you know being treated like he. He isn't a real QB, and he, he's not going to be successful. And so he really went up there and shoved it in everyone's face. And now, now, now you know, it's uh, it's 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 cool because you know it's very rarely you see some like especially at the quarterback position you see something like this happen. So it's um you know you're just happy for success,
4: and you want you just want to see him be successful. Shelby Harris, down with us. Um, <laughs> can you convince us that Seattle is not a depressing place? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Or you know,
5: is it? You know, well, uh, I will tell you at the end of the year, kind of. But my wife, uh, my wife struggles with it. Uh, you know, the rain all day. But honestly, the rain didn't start until I'd say like November. I don't b- believe. But b- before that, every though, time I've been
4: there, it's been raining. Every b- time. B- before
5: that, though, it looks like a computer screensaver. Okay. But when that's if it's not raining, <laughs> but you know, it's um, it's a rainy city, and you know, it's something. I'm from the Midwest, so I'm used to. Once the sun goes
4: down, you really don't see it again for a
5: while, so it doesn't bother me.
4: How about uh, how about you? Where do you feel you you are as a player right now at this point in your career? Like where? Like I don't, how do you, like, are you? Are you always getting better? Is it constantly getting better? Do you reach a peak? Like where where are you? Oh
5: no, I, I feel like you know, especially for you know my position, is always is always a chance to get better. I am getting better. You know, every you, every year, every game, every rep you take, you're, you're taking something out of that, and and you're you're you know you're you're storing it, and you're using that later for like good information. So it's truly a you know, every year you have to get better. Otherwise, you get replaced. And you have to work to get better or you get replaced. So what, uh, what are you doing out here? What are you working on while you're here? Honestly, right now, uh, I'm really just here for this. I'm trying to survive. I'm hurting right now. Yeah? Um, dude, I just, uh, like, I have a crazy headache right now. But I'm here. <laughs> 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 you know, I, like, I'm here. And it, but it's like, here's the thing. You know, I do Super Bowl. I go to Super Bowl every year. Not to the game, but I do, like, right. you know, radio and all this stuff every year. And honestly, you know, the best part about it is just going out there and meeting people that you wouldn't have met and just being around people and, um, you know, just networking conversing with people. So you
4: you kind of just say, like, this is this is something that's good. Is it, are you thinking about future? Like, is it like, hey, media could be the future. That could be the way to Well,
5: because, you know, I have a podcast. So you, uh, any way you can get your podcast, uh, Shell, the Shock Pod. There you go. Um, you know, I'm more of a, I'm try like, my, my goal is to work in the media after I'm done playing, do radios, do something like that after I'm done playing. Um, it's just,
4: uh... You know, get my foot in the door now while I can. So this is enjoyable for you. I mean, you said you had a headache. Is that from talking too many people, or you just it's generally how you feel? Well, right no,
5: because I can talk to a wall. So pretty much, <laughs> this is like, you know. So at the end of the day, like, hey, it's just like I always looking at it, It's just conversation. It's just talking,
4: and you know, and it, no, it had never hurt anybody to have a conversation. Why? Uh, I'll ask you this though. Why? There are players that just hate it. Like, so I day to day, I cover the Raiders. I you know, in the locker room every day, writing about the team. And then I yeah, do radio also on the side, but there are there are players that love it, players that want to talk, and players that just hate it and think it's you know awful and the worst part of the job. I guess is that just that's just how individuals feel. That maybe some don't see the benefit of telling their story and getting their name out there.
5: Well, you know, sometimes you want to be responsible for you know your own story getting out there. But then I can understand why some people hate it because you know depending on who you are, sometimes the you know the you know it could get flipped and you know, what you say is actually not what gets told. And you know, everyone knows there's bad media out there. You know, there's people out there that literally, you know, just want the the clicks you know, sure. and all that stuff. That constantly, you know, uh, betray. I feel like the because when it comes to you know players talking to journalists and so like that I feel like it... And I, I saw what Stephen A. said the other day, and I really think it's true. Journalists don't say seventy five percent of the stuff that they actually know. You <laughs> That's know, <true>. That's <laughs> you true. know what I mean. Like they only, Facts. Say, but the but the bad ones do. Yeah, and that's and and then they don't last very long, and so it's really just more about what you know, just building relationships with people and 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 you know, just working with
4: people, and you know, it can benefit both of us. Cool. Well, ch- tell everybody one last time where, they can ch- where they can check where to check you out and uh, and where to follow you. That that sort of thing.
5: Uh, oh yeah, man. Uh, you know, uh, check out uh, anywhere you can get your podcast, Shell Shock Pod. Uh, Shelby here. Uh, actually, I have no clue what my Instagram or Twitter name is, but.
3: Um, Wait, you know, do you run yours? <laughs> yeah. Do you run your own? Or you oh, yeah.
5: Oh, but, like, my thing is that's why it's so garbage, because I run my own. <laughs> <laughs> because, just, like, like, I'm responsible for posting my own crap. What, so, like, so what like,
3: a
4: plug for your own social
5: media. It's garbage. <laughs> check it out, though. Hey, hey, hey look, look into it. but <laughs> I just, Like, honestly, it's crazy because I'm not a social media person. I really could care less. But I know it's like you have to, like, stay relevant with it and everything like that. But I just am, you know, it's a, kind of like a fake world that people live in. And I'm really more about living in the moment.
0: Cofield & Company, live on Radio Row, is brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas at the 215 and Rainbow. You are listening to Cofield & Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island.
1: We're all fired up for the big game, but uh, Willie especially, because he's put together his Westgate Superbook Sunday big game preview show for like two weeks here. It's 10 to noon. Before all the partying begins, I mean, it's going out at 10 a.m., over at the Superbook. And the list of celebrities on the show making picks on the game is awesome.
2: It's going to be a fun time. I um, had a great time putting it together. Raiders were co- cooperating in the Pro Bowl. Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, um, they gave me their picks. Golden Knights from the locker room, they gave me their picks. Braden McNabb, Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marchesaw, Zach Whitecloud, the list goes on. Had a call into the studio, Ryan Reeves called from Minnesota. Soprano star and Vegas favorite from the 80s and 90s, Steve Sharippa, Bobby Bacala from the Soprano. So Mark May, former offensive lineman, Um, he gave me a soundbite. So, yeah, I had a great time putting it together. We've got some recorded interviews. We've got some live interviews. And uh, it's going to be a good time out there, not to mention Gooch's watch party. So make sure you come down. We're going to have a lot of surprises to give away. And, of course, the ambiance, the atmosphere of the Westgate is second to none. Fun times.
1: You know what's not always fun? The NFL locker room because you have so many guys on edge because they're like, am I going to make it the next week? There really is a rotating group of dudes on the back end of the locker room. The special teamers are all under Everyone's under pressure, right? And A.J. Cole's a guy who's actually chilled over the years. He's the punter, the all-pro punter for the Raiders. Adam Hill and I sat down with him on Radio Row and we talked about just how important it is to have someone who lightens up the room. And that's what A.J. Cole's role is. He's a real jokester. Talk about how important that is, right?
6: Especially in this business, right? Because there's new people at breakfast every single day. You're going through, you're showering next to someone whose name you don't know every single day. Like it is, it gets kind of crazy during the season. Like you got, like, it's like a whirlwind of people. So like, if you're a little bit introverted, like it's really easy just to like go in a little bit. So I try and like bring him along with me and Trent as well. And so the three of us, um, we've definitely gotten silly.
4: Who? Who did this to Jermaine Illuminor? I feel I feel like he's trying to be that. Like he's he's throwing questions on, on Twitter the other day. Like, would you rather fight a silverback gorilla or a or a grizzly bear? Like he he's he's trying to jump onto this. That's
6: like page one of right. my textbook. Sure, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's- He's trying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I spent some time with Jermaine in the off season, me and him have been working out together a little bit. Um, so yeah, I I don't know Yeah, He's the, this, the, the Twitter thing has been interesting. The Jermaine Illuminor Twitter experience (laughs) has been interesting. Yeah, I like I like going on Twitter because you know how when you go on Twitter, right, you see like the new tweets and it's like the it'll usually have like three little Twitter heads. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Every time I see Jermaine's bald head on one of those, I was like, oh, boy, what do we got here? (laughs) It's coming up. Uh,
4: He went in on slap fighting last night. Yeah, he said he said no slap fighting. First of all, this is a huge debate on the show. I am. Well, I am a huge. He's not in on it. He's not. And he's right. I'm a I'm a huge MMA person. Covered it forever. Love it. I cannot slap fighting is awful.
1: It is very, very stupid. I, Steve loves I love it, it, and I covered MMA as well. I love all offense, and I like TikTok. So it's <laughs> a, it's a TikTok sport. It's great. It sure The is. anticipation of someone, you know, winding up and watching the guy like have to lock up and take a slap to the face is great.
6: You there's no defense. I, I've actually, I was kind of early on slap fighting. Not, I know everybody's nice, like, nice. I was early on it. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was watching the slap fighting YouTube videos like two three years ago. Sure. I had a friend, that, and I can't take full credit. I had a friend that I was living with for a little bit, and he was like, dude, you gotta watch this. <laughs> so we'd sit around too, and we'd watch fights like we didn't know, and like we'd, you know, like just be like, you know we'd, like we'd both pick like a guy and like we'd like kind of bat sure. back and forth.
4: I mean that is fun to do.
6: Here's yeah, my here's my but issue. But I completely understand. I love it. I understand what you're talking about.
4: I, I love the concept of it. It's great. But here's what I don't like. We're we're going we're just let's find a way to pay people less to take more brain drama sure. trauma and I'm sure. uncomfortable with that aspect of it.
6: I love the highlights. Oh, who doesn't? It's can, great. Can we all just Get on one page and agree that it's probably not good for you. <laughs> so uh, you know, can you, what? Can you we, agree we, that, we had that slap fighting, <laughs> we can just like find some common no, ground. No. That slap fighting is probably not good for you. Don't say
1: that. AJ Cole's with us. <laughs> we had Dana White sit down with us and he laid out the whole case that boxing is much more dangerous than power slapping. By the way, why really? is the
4: Old Spice. Mascot like pointing at us. I don't he know. just turned around, but we hear some creepy stories. I feel about like that he's
6: guy. wearing his uh, hat backwards. I don't. <laughs> like, I think that's yeah, his he back. Is. Yeah, he is. He is. But he's yeah, just pointed. Like he's pointing. He like what is? This? What up?
4: What up? It's it's creeping me it's out. Man. Now he's distracted. <laughs> he's trying to distract us. Would you slap fight the Old Spice yes, mascot? Yeah, I would destroy him. Look at him. <laughs> he wants he wants a piece of this. I don't know what this is. What's his fate? Oh, what where is? is, his, is where do you slap? First of all,
1: call him. chain? Yeah, it, it could was, be a shame. It, yeah, it Wouldn't have that been a be him. great if you you slapped the old spice mascot, knocked it out, and then the head falls off and it's a woman.
6: Boy, yeah. Right. There we go. AJ <laughs> Cole. I went, when I woke controversy.
1: Up morning, <laughs> controversy.
6: When I woke up this morning, I did not spe- expect to see an Old Spice deodorant can wearing a choker, gold necklace. <laughs> it's creeping me out. Man. Yeah, I don't like that guy.
4: I don't know what it's doing. This it's is really, very weird. this
6: is really good radio, too.
4: It's, it is. This is what we do on the show all the time. Perfect. Yeah. Just uh, describe our yeah. surroundings. Yeah, yeah. Just Why do we see videos so, on radio? So
6: to, we'll put it this way: Do you do we feel like slap fighting is increasing SAT scores? <laughs> <laughs> like, does, like, does someone ask Dana White that question?
4: I mean, I, I are are their SAT scores going up? By the way, I will also, and I'm also mad about Dana, because he said that I'm too old for slap fighting. Really? He had stop phone, it. He had a phone conversation. Dan, he called him. me, and he's like, I heard you, I heard you hate it. I'm like, oh, I do. He called you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're wow. Top, wow. Yeah.
1: Adam's like a top three uh, MMA media <laughs> person in the world. I like the rankings. Dana uh, doesn't uh, like radical. a lot of people, uh, media-wise. He freaking well,
4: loves he, he Adam. Called, he called me last week and said, me. I heard you
1: Dana White. Yeah.
6: (laughs) Like the the
4: handshake. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He called and said, I heard you think it's stupid. And I was like, I do. I think it's very, very stupid. Like I watch it. I think it's stupid. And (laughs) he's like, you're out of the demographic. You're too old for it. I was like, you're older than me. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. He said I was too old. I don't like that. Uh, But yes, I, I don't think. Well, first of all, I don't. I was about to make a disparaging comment. I don't think most of the competitors really care what their SAT scores are. Yeah. They
1: don't.
6: Yeah. I, like slap and, and, Jesus, but the, but the thing is, is I guess you know the risks when you're going in, right? You know the risks when you're going in, and if you can, if you can get in, and I, I wonder if, uh, if there will be some people that try and make the transition from slap fighting to some <laughs> other form of boxing or MMA or something. What's below slap fighting? Like you can't go. up. That's what I'm saying. It's like the minor leagues of MMA. <laughs> right, but it's you, like basically T-ball. You can only go down. It's like T-ball.
4: And it is. <laughs> Basically
6: it's is. not a moving target. Yeah, it's a stationary <laughs> target. It's t-ball. <laughs> you and if you get really good at t-ball, maybe you can go to the majors.
4: Who would be the best slap fighter in the locker room?
6: Uh, that's a great question. Doesn't have to be I a mean, big guy. Could be long it do- and it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be someone that's just going to take a lot of punches. Max has really long arms, so I feel like he'd have some good like torque, I guess, a little bit of momentum behind it. <laughs> I um, also feel like Max is too competitive to quit. Max would be a pretty good answer. I, if I could watch a, I whether I don't care where you stand on slap fighting, you'd pay a lot of money to watch Max and Foster in a slap fighting competition, oh, yeah. wouldn't you? The way those I two, the, those two are competitive against each other, I'd I'd pay good money to see a Max Crosby Foster Moro slap fighting competition.
1: By the way, you got, got it? You catch that? You got it? You caught it? Yep. Pro- pronunciation? Yes. That whole thing with uh, Moro Moreau and Moro. Moreau turned into like torture in his life for weeks.
6: Whose life? Mine. <laughs> oh, oh you, got, was, I, you got it wrong? No, no. no he no.
1: he kind of broke the no. whole story of the correct pronunciation. Oh, really? And then all these fans came at him on Twitter, and they're like, it was never Moreau. Nobody's ever said Moreau. And I'm like, Oh, what everybody
6: always said Moreau.
1: Of course they did.
4: They still do. But yeah. I, I actually, I did, I was able to track down uh, Foster's dad, Lyle,
1: and we had a conversation yeah. about it. And uh, you yeah. did an investigative piece on the pronunciation. Yes, of I did. He's sure. a great dude.
6: Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Lyle's a good hang. But
4: he said, uh, "He said we don't." I was, I was gonna do an impression. I'm not a good impressionist. He said, "We don't really get on people too much for whatever they want to say. We just let them say it and get on down the road." And I was great. like, "That's a great. That's a great quote. It's a,
6: good, it's a pretty good Louisiana for accent sure. right there." <laughs> it wasn't really. So but it was the, fun. the reason that we figured it out right is we had three Moro Moro Moros in 2019 that's in right. Napa sure. Train Camp. Yes. So Gruden made everybody made them stand up and give like a pronunciation guide. <laughs> so we had. Uh, Nick Morrow, Foster, Moreau, Foster Morrow. Morrow, and Josh Moreau. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally Dude, it was a headache. throwing for a
1: loop. It's it a tough. headache.
6: And this is like I'm talking about. This is 2019, right? So True. I'm trying to soak it all in. <laughs> so I'm like, dear diary, today I learned how to pronounce Morrow. <laughs> so
4: <laughs> you're uh, enjoying your time here in the in Phoenix so far, I assume. Uh, what did, what's the rest of the offseason look like for you?
6: Um, well, Waste Management Saturday, Super Bowl Sunday. Are you going to the game? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. For the Walter Payton thing, they uh, oh, do right. something with us on the field. I think we're going to be- get like, uh, you know, one of those hand hey, pass. you, to you got two time. seconds to do something cool sure. and then they yeah. keep panning. Um, <laughs> the way down the line. Yeah. So we're going to be on the field, I guess. So uh, I'm fired up for the Rihanna concert. That'll I mean, be good. Fired up. Last year. I've uh, been last listening year. to. Rihanna Essentials on my <laughs> Apple Music. It's just been looping. Just so I'm who, like, you know, up to date.
4: Who does she bring out? There's a lot of betting markets on this. So uh, who are the guest stars, you think?
6: <laughs>
1: uh, Can't be Eminem again, right? Because he, was, he it did c- it like that. She could. Yeah. She does a really? song with him. Uh, that song's All good
6: too. Drake. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Drake, Drake is a favorite. <laughs> no, I think Drake's like too big time, though,
4: isn't he? For her, I think he would do it. They're close. I don't think it'll be Kanye. I think that would be too.
6: Controversial, Boy, but, but yeah. wouldn't it be interesting? It would be great. God, be great. <laughs> but would wouldn't love, it be interesting if they did? Who else
4: is going to? Ace would be interesting. They don't have a song together actually, which is weird. But they do have a baby together, so I think that's probably.
6: Wow, that's not a logical step. <laughs> you think you yeah. make the song before the baby, right? I think so,
4: uh, but there's going to be a new album coming out after this, so maybe there's. Dude, is the, on the
6: there. child is the child here yet? Yes. Okay.
4: But it's nine months old, and we don't know a name yet. Really? They haven't announced the name.
1: Wait a second, what? Yeah, they announced. haven't announced it. They named, they named it, it. it,
4: but they haven't announced it publicly. Sure. And how
1: famous do you have to be to hold back the name announcement?
4: Rihanna famous.
6: Dan, how, yeah, I guess how, how much did <laughs> you have to pay off the nurse?
1: Because <laughs> nobody
6: tells anyone. If I was the nurse, i go straight to TMZ. For sure. You that think it's something great. weird then if I haven't came out with it? No, it's like Jimmy. <laughs> 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 it's right? You'd be like, we made yeah. it all this time for that? They're Jimmy, they're Jimmy they're like, like, oh, Rocky? Yeah, we want them to have, is it a boy or a girl? Boy. They're like, yeah, we want him to have, like, a, a normal childhood. <laughs> it's like, it's yes. like the, when uh, LeBron James Jr. was not wearing 23, so people didn't yeah. know who he was. Yeah. You, you don't want that pressure on you. Yeah.
0: Cofield & Company is live on Radio Row in Arizona. Brought to you by Spearmint Rhino. Cofield & Company presents Grab Bag.
1: Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Willie's at Treasure Island, fifty-five plus TVs to uh, check out all the sports, especially on a Friday night. If you're wanting to go watch the big game at TI, do a little investigating. I'm not saying all their venues are sold out. I know Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar had a uh, all-you-can-drink special that may be all full now, but uh, they have such a big property. Check into what they're they got going down for the big game party. So Willie, I made it. I made it adam hill tried to scare me yesterday i've never done the phoenix to san diego drive mm. and uh, adam who loves to drive and is kind of fearless and drives everywhere and does these five and six hour rides on the norm was like oh man that's a terrible ride and then as i did it the only thing that was crazy like I, one i will never be in yuma arizona or el centro in california ever again like as i got out of the car in el centro fill to fill up the tank and get some coffee and i'm like I don't think I'm ever going to be here in my life again. I don't see any like anything that would take me back there again. But the ride wound up taking a, a little over five hours because I had to stop for a while. Uh, take care, take, take care of a bit of an emergency. You know, I was a little clogged up, Willie, in Phoenix, and uh, I was like, I'll make it all five hours without going. And, and about forty five minutes, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go. So I, I had to stop for that. I the only thing that was
2: little,
1: that with me. yeah, I do it every day. Uh, the only thing that was a little bit crazy was at time there were a bunch of climbs and drops, and at times, the wind in the desert, and then especially outside of San Diego, there were a few times where, like, if I didn't have two hands on the wheel, I may have been driven off the road. It was it was, it was freaking windy out there, but interesting drive. It went quick.
2: Will you do it? You'll never do it again?
1: I mean, of course I might, but I... I, I or you're you saying know, you you'll never see be the, in
2: El Centro again.
1: I don't see me being in El Centro or Yuma ever again, but you never know. You cover sports. You get these road trips. You... Is it another national day? What
2: is this national day? It's National No One Eats Alone Day. I saw it okay. on there and it, I just you know what it was? You know what's wild? I was looking for a food day cuz I wanted to say you've been down there all week, what have you eaten? And then this popped up and I was like, "Well, it's National No One Eats Alone Day. Like, you're not going to go out to eat alone tonight. You're going with the boys." No.
1: Did you eat I'll alone
2: out. in Phoenix?
1: Uh yes, multiple times. Yes. Because I and wasn't I staying near the other the other guys and I, I actually like I like eating alone. I just sit there with my phone, get something small. I'm fine. I'm fine in solitude. Okay. Not everyone can do it. Right? Like they feel like you're being judged. Like who cares? Yeah, it goes you cozy up it. to a bar or a table, you get what you want.
2: Yeah, I can do it. I go to my favorite uh, Italian joint, which you know. I do that often. I, Bring a I, laptop I know. in and I sit there and I I'll have the whole table full.
1: Well, listen to Willie's show on Sunday over at the Westgate Superbook. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas for backing the entire week down on Radio Row. Thanks to Spearman Rhino as well today. Treasure Island, house the show. And of course, our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers bringing us the four o'clock ever, uh, hour every day. Calling from anywhere in the state of Nevada at 766 1400. Great job all week long, Ari. Great job.